What up, what up, what up? How you living? How you feeling? How you doing? This has been a long time coming because I've been talking about sports cards now for a few weeks. I have added to the collection. This is the big boys. This is what I'm into. I'm in deep. My fiance is worried about me. She thinks I have a problem. I think that I have a future investment. Uh, I'm not going to be like one of these card guys that comes on and tells you this is what you got to do. I am going to share with you what I have learned over the last few weeks reading, listening, watching, consuming. These are 22 things that I think I think about the card industry. When this comes out, I want this to be a constant conversation. Use this to get started. Do not use this just as your guide. Gary has a really good video, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I had on the last podcast, a three-hour video about sports cards that you can watch. That's one of the things I used, but a lot of conversations with a lot of different people. Let's go. Number one, Essential info. Do not spend what you can't afford. Do not go and start buying cards and putting yourself in a hole thinking it's all going to go up. Could it go up? Yes. Will it go up? I hope so. But do not spend more than you can afford. It's like fantasy. It's like gambling. Don't be crazy. Number two, buy what you know and what you like. Do not go because You heard last time that Gary said Pokemon's going crazy. If you really don't give an F about Pokemon, anytime you look at the card, you're not going to feel anything. Like there has to be emotions in it a little bit because it should matter to you. Also, the other part, what you know. Do not buy that Pokemon unless you have done research on Pokemon because guess what? You might buy the wrong one or the wrong brand. Who the heck knows? But don't get involved unless you know it and you like it. The like is more of a recommendation because I like looking at my cards. They make me happy. Number three, respect the hobby. I'm doing this one very early. The hobby is the collection of all the different people that are involved in this endeavor. There are some people that only collect Jordans. There are some people that only collect Jay-Z. Shout out to Rock Nation cards. Everybody has their thing. Not everybody is trying to make money. Not everybody also is trying to hold these cards and only collect that and not make money. But the world, nobody is doing this wrong, okay? So don't come in thinking it's gonna be a quick money grab and you're gonna gonna flip everything in a week and it's all gonna go double and triple because you knew he was gonna hit the game-winning shot. That's not how it works. So like anything, there is patience. So that's why I say respect the hobby. Number four, now we're getting to understanding the hobby. This is what I have learned. If you're doing this and you're getting invested, graded over raw. Okay. Graded is when there is a card. Let me get one that I've talked about already. Is this thing. Okay. This is PSA graded. When you get a raw card and I have a ton of them that are, that are not in a case, this is a D Wade card. It is in a case, but it is not graded. They are going to look at things like the corners. They're going to look at things like the edges. They're going to look at the surface and they're going to look at the centering. Okay. Unless you've been doing this for years, you have no idea what those grades are. Okay. And the ones that sell for a lot of money that have a true stock market feel to it, at least from what I've seen, this is what I think is the graded ones. They cost more money, but they are more stable. Raw, you might get a raw card and you might think it's great. It might not be. Learn to read a graded slab. 
Okay. I'm going to hopefully put up a picture here that I have that I'm going to send uh, that kind of breaks it down from the year of the card, the make, the, the brand of the card, the subset of the card. Uh, what is the grade? What is the number of the card? Who is the player? How many? All of that matters. And it's kind of like going and going to the horse track and knowing how to read a program. Okay. There, if you're going to put your money into this, you need to know what all of those things mean. There's a lot of places to find this stuff online, but I'm telling you as my number five, learn to read it. The grading system. This is currently the situation from my perspective. There are three major players in addition uh, to the comic book company coming in. PSA, BGS, and SGC. From my perspective in the marketplace, what I think I know, number one, BGS 10. They do the subgrades. It comes out and the BGS 10s are typically very rare. I'm trying to find one right now. Here is a Giannis. This is a 9.5. It is not a 10, but you can see the 9.5s, the 9.5s, the 9. Okay. Now, number one to me is a BGS 10. There's typically not as much. Number two is the PSA 10. Number three is the BGS 9.5. And then the PSA 9, and it typically goes back and forth. SGC apparently, this is what I've read, uh, is a lot better, is really good with the older um, cards, the vintage cards, but they are making their way right now in the newer market. People think their slabs look cool, but typically BGS 10, PSA 10, BGS 9.5 staggered all the way down. But do the research, look it up yourself. I'm going to say this after every single one. Now we move into where do you buy? This is number seven eBay, my slabs, and I'm going to be very honest, I'm seeing a lot of good traction right now in Instagram, Facebook, and Discord groups. eBay is where you can really keep track of stuff. Be careful. There are going to be fees when you purchase. There's going to be taxes. So when you go, oh, I bought that for 700, it might actually be 770. And you need to track that stuff so that you don't sell it for eight and then have to pay the fees on that. Be aware of these things. My slabs, look into it. But really what's been interesting to me is Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. You know, if you got a bunch of cards, you could put it on there. Make sure though, when you do those deals and you're, tr and you're doing it with somebody, if you're not sure who they are and you're doing PayPal, goods and services, if not, and you really do trust them or you're getting people that are vouching for them, just like on eBay, when you're looking at positive reviews, if you want to avoid all the fees with friends and family, I'm just telling you, you better know them. They better be vouched for, and they better be somebody that you're going to want to do a deal with again. But you can avoid all that stuff by going that way. I'm just telling you, do your due diligence because it is scary as hell, and you do not want to lose your money. This is I'm trying to give you all the raw advice that I have. Which card should you buy? I get asked this question all the time. Number eight out of 22 things I think I think about what I have learned in a few months of diving into the sports car market. NBA is the strongest market. It is exploding right now. Part of the reason that I hear from a lot of people is uh, the Asian market, the European market, because now that it's so easy to buy on eBay, because now it's so easy to send money via PayPal, they're getting in. And those are the sports that are really big over there. NBA is the strongest. Soccer is exploding. It's also, there hasn't been as many years of the soccer cards, but NBA, as Gary said on Wednesday, they are superstars and that market is crazy. NFL and baseball, they are strong but you need to understand that the peaks of the market are not even close. I mean, I'm sitting over here looking at legendary quarterbacks 
like Hall of Fame top five quarterbacks. I don't want to say anybody that are going for less than three grand. I mean, Jordan is going this like his base rookie card is going for 80. So I'm just looking at at the difference. There is a market. It could totally grow if this thing keeps getting bigger, but it's just not as big. So when you invest a lot of money into one thing, it's your own preference. I'm just telling you the NBA market is crazy. The soccer market is exploding. NFL and baseball are still strong, but those ones are bigger. Um, NBA, number nine. NBA has historically favored scorers over big men. It's just the way it's been. I'm just telling you what I've read and what I've seen that typically scorers perform better in their cards than big men. Having the ball, scoring a lot of points, that's who people like to root for. Like the market, the difference between a Kobe Bryant and a Tim Duncan is wild. And Tim Duncan has four. It's just a different world. It's also the star meter. Uh, Number 10, NFL historically focuses on quarterbacks over everyone. Yes, we saw a Jerry Rice base card sell for 36 grand. I mean, I don't know, man. Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes and most of the market. I mean, Jerry Rice is so far and away the number one wide receiver in all statistical measure. But every other time that I talk to somebody, it's quarterbacks or bust. And I, I hate to say this, but there's no market for defensive cards. Could that change? Yes. Could the market go up? Absolutely. But compared to the other markets, it's just not there. I'm just giving you the information. Number 11, vintage and Hall of Fame over current players. There is a ton of hype on young guys. Absolutely. But guess what? Magic has five titles. Giannis has still not won one yet. And Magic can't tear his ACL. I think Gary's story about Derrick Rose is a very good one uh, because, man, it looked like he was going to conquer the world. I mean, that's what Giannis feels like right now. And I'm not putting that energy into the atmosphere. Dr. J can't tear his ACL. Michael Jordan can't pop an Achilles. Now, there are some guys like LeBron. He could tear his ACL right now. And he's still going to go down as a top five player of all time. So think about that. Don't get so obsessed about investing in Ja when we have no idea what could happen. We have no idea what can happen. So there are still investments there, but typically go more towards the Hall of Famers. If you're doing this with an investment mindset, as I said before, invest in what you know and who you like. But if you're trying to do some investing, that's what I'm saying to you. Number uh, 12, if you're buying NBA, this is what I think I have been told by people that I trust. Um, if you're in the comment section uh, or you disagree with this, I'm down to have this discussion. National treasures in NBA typically goes for the most. These are the ones with autographs and rookie patches. Then it is Prism. Prism is seen as like the Rolex of the card market. It seems to always have value. Prism really started in 2012. Before that, it was Topps Chrome. It's it's something that always speaks to us. You know, in the 90s and 2000s, it's Top Chrome. For basketball in the 80s, it was Fleer. And then really since 2012, the number one most consistent Rolex Mercedes-Benz has been Prism. Uh, then right there, Flawless and Immaculate. Some people will say it's a little bit closer to National Treasures because you're going to get the rares and all that. Uh, I'm just talking about how people collect. And then after that, it's typically select contenders, optic. You know, there's also mosaic, but I'm just, prism is typically seen as above. There is a market from all of these. And as people start buying all the prisms, all of the, it's, you got to read about it. 
I need you to look it up. Um, you can write this down, but also look it up on your own. Number 13, if you're buying NFL, National Treasures again, again, the rarity of it, and they're gorgeous. Contenders is two. This is where we're going to get the rookie signed tickets. This is where we're going to get the, some autos too. Number three, Prism, same thing, 2012 on, Tops Chrome beforehand. Optic, and then Select. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm just trying to give people an overall and do the research and learn, but that's how I'd stack it up. I'm trying to do this in 20 minutes. I have no idea how long I've been going. I hope I'm on a good pace. How much time do I have left? Anybody? 12 and a half. I have seven and a half minutes. We're making great pace. We now move on to studying the markets. These are all the questions that I just wrote down and tried to break them up. Studying the markets. Number 14, check eBay sold prices. Not about what people are listing it for, what they are selling it for. You could be trying to sell me a Kevin Durant refractor for 14 grand, but the last one sold for eight. Use sold. That is what people are buying it for. Also, look at how many are being sold. You can see if that there's a lot of buzz around a certain player. There are certain websites out there. I've already shouted out the card ladder. They're, mat they're looking at the volume because that's telling you also if people are interested in it, but sold, not what they're listed for, what they sold for. Number 15, population reports matter. It is important to know how much of a card exists. I know that we can talk about the hobby getting huge, but if there's a, a guy out there that has a rookie card and there's only 300 of them versus a guy that has a rookie card, and there's 11,000 of them. If there's less and you're seeing a lot of energy, population reports matter. Learn how to see them on the PSA website. Learn how to see them on the Beckett website. Learn how to read them. All the information's out there. How do I read a pop report, PSA? How do I, what information matters? If you want to get into this and you're going to put money into it, read into it. It's helpful. Number 16, research before buying. Cardboard connection. Go up and look. If you're like, man, you know what? I like Deshaun Watson. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Christian McCaffrey. 2017 NFL seems like a good year. Go to a place like Cardboard Connection. See, oh, in those boxes, you're looking for a blue prism or a green prism. Oh, there's only one gold? Oh, learn what you're looking in to buy before you just go out and be like, I like this guy. Um, ask questions in chats and live. If you're seeing people in an IG in an IG live, let's say they're breaking a box or they're having a discussion, throw a question in there. Maybe they'll answer it. Also, if you're on Facebook, there's a lot of groups, Discord chats. There's a lot of discussions. Don't be afraid to ask a question. No one's expecting you to know everything. No one's expecting you to get it right away. But don't feel dumb because believe me, I felt like an idiot when I first started. And the more I ask questions, the more I learned. Also, post the card and ask if it's in Facebook or whatever and say, is this a good price? You're only stupid if you assume that you're hustling. Okay? And you're only hustling if you know what the hell you're talking about. So ask, post it. Am I right here? Also, if you really want to get into this, who cares if you put it on your IG story and people think that, you're, whoa, you're getting a sports card? Who cares? Okay, if you want to do it, like, do it. But ask people. Don't be afraid to ask. Now we'll get into investment strategies. I only say this with air quotes because a lot of people that truly love collecting cards and have the collecting genes, I think the word investment sounds like a dirty word. I'm looking at it as I am using, this is me personally, I'm using investments 
uh, to help me collect the cards that I want to get. Uh, and that when I, if, and when I do sell them, it'll feel great. But in the meantime, I want to hold the cards I like. Number 17, 80% blue chip, 20% projection. I think part of the reason why the card market is exploding right now is that everybody is projecting and everybody's right. I could tell you that that um, Daniel Jones is going to have a monster year. I could tell you that Drew Locke's going to have a monster year. I could tell you that Kyler Murray's going to have a, a big year. And I could tell you that Dwayne Haskins is going to have a big year. I could tell you that Jared Stidham is going to have a big year. I could tell you that Minch, uh, Gardner Minshew is going to have a big year. Those are all quarterbacks. I can tell you Trace McSorley. They are all quarterbacks in the same draft class. And because the games haven't started yet, nobody is wrong. Nobody. Some of you are going to be wrong. Some of you, others are going to be right. That per, that's the projection. You do not want to put 80% of your money in projection. If you're buying a LeBron, that's not projecting. He's already done it. A Kobe. You like, and I know some of you are going to be priced out, but figure out who are the guys that are not projections that maybe that, that, that are already there that maybe you enjoy and you can get involved with. Um, number 18, focus on rookie cards. There are, your guys are going to get cards. You go, oh man, I got a Trey Young. And you might not even realize it's a second year. Can you go into those markets? Yes. But typically rookie cards are the ones that ask for the most. Why? Because there's only one year of rookie cards. We talked about population reports, right? Let's say with the LeBron, there's 1,999 tops Chrome rookies, PSA 10s. There's only one year that he's a rookie. 2014 until 2020, cards were made but there's only one rookie year. And that's why there's so much excitement about it. Can you get other cards and invest in other cards? Yes. I'm just telling you the most value is in the rookie cards. Number 19, evaluate the action around the player. I said this earlier, some sell well, some don't. Sometimes it's about whether or not a guy's likable. Sometimes it's whether or not a guy's going to be famous. Are we going to talk about this guy for a long time? Do people like this guy? Do people want to collect this guy? You need to evaluate the action around the player. If you're going to use this from an investment strategies perspective, uh, number 20, sell the hype. Don't buy the hype. When Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP, it's not better to buy him right afterwards. It's better to sell during, if you're looking to sell and not hold, if they sign a new contract, guess what? Maybe not the best time to buy right after it's probably going to spike around. This is what hype is. Okay. If a documentary comes out, Michael Jordan was selling at about 30K, I think, the 86 Fleer rookie PSA 10 during at the peak of the documentary, I think it was around 85.90, okay? Afterwards, it dropped back down because people are looking to sell the hype. Understand how that works. Don't sell the peak also, sell the rise. Don't try and sell it. I'm going to get the maximum amount possible. As it's going up, be happy with your return. If you are trying to sell, don't try and time at the right spot because you're most likely going to hit the down curve, typically how it goes. Number 21, a lot of you are going to come in and do boxes, box breaks. That's when there's a box of, let's say I said earlier, 2017 NFL, whatever brand you want, and you're going to go on there and you're going to go, hey, for 50 bucks, you get three teams. You could even get the Cardinals and maybe you'll have a chance at Kyler Murray. That is gambling. I'm just letting you know that. If you know it's gambling and you still want to do it, just know that. I'm telling you that's not investing. That is gambling. Unless you got a plug. If you got a plug that can get you boxes and you want to hold on to those boxes, that's investing. 
if you think that the 2017 NFL class is going to be good for a long time or the 2018 NBA class of Luke and Trey, that's investing. But if you're cracking boxes or being a part of lives, just know that you're, that's like daily fantasy for, for sports cards. How much time do I have? Two minutes? Okay, thanks. Um, watch and learn, though, with those box breaks. That's where you can get information. You can see which boxes are they breaking. Oh, maybe kids right now are liking that card more. I'm seeing a lot of kids breaking mosaic right now. You hear their discussions. You hear which players they like. Because sometimes they'll be going through looking for a 2018 Trey Young, and then all of a sudden they pull out, I'm making up a name here, a Kawhi, and they go, man, I love Kawhi. And then the chat's like, I love Kawhi too. See what people love. You're surveying the market. It's all a discussion. We're all talking about sports. It's fun. I think I'm having a blast. Uh, also, which boxes are popular? What are people hunting for? Like right now, the two teams that everybody want with rookie NBA, Pelicans and Grizzlies. They're going Zion and Jaw hunting. Okay. But when they crack that Kobe White, do they get excited? When they crack that Tyler Hero, do they stop and look at it a little bit? See what people like. Use it for information. And number 22, my last one. I hope I got it in under 20 minutes. 22 tips, 22 lessons that I think I learned in these last few months in sports cards. This one came from my guy, Chris Jackson. Uh, follow him on, on Instagram, Action Jackson Cards. Um, I picked this guy's brain, and he said something that stayed with me for a long time. Never be upset with a profit. If you sell a card and it keeps going up, listen, man, you made a profit. There's a lot of people that might buy and it never goes up. God forbid it goes down. Never be upset with a profit. Don't follow the deer into the woods. Take the shot. I hope that I, I helped you out. I hope that I gave you information. I really want feedback on this one. Hit me up on Instagram, Adam, Adam Lefko. Hit me up at Twitter, at Adam Lefko. If you are a purist and you didn't enjoy the investing things, let's talk about it. If you're an investor and you didn't enjoy some of my strategies, let's talk about it. If you did, let's talk about it even more. I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, I hope you found it interesting. We'll talk later.